Good evening and welcome to the all-new Diz Dad's Playhouse with your hosts, Tim Hicks, Willie Crocker, and Aaron Rittmaster. Diz Dad's Playhouse is brought to you by Mouse Master Travel and Wicked Mouse Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help with your next Disney destination vacation. All right, welcome back to the Diz Dad's Playhouse. I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster, and our countdown has already begun, so we Ooh. should get rolling with this. This is our top five. Um, how, how did we How did we call reliably, this one? Reliably. Reliably shortest lines. Yeah, reliably short lines. Sorry. Yeah. Top five reliably short lines at Walt Disney World. And uh, let's see, looks like... Uh, All right, Tim, there you are. Um, oh, here we go. You're up, and I'm going to reset our, our countdown. It's only fair. Go ahead. Okay, that works. Okay, reliably short lines. Uh, my number five is Carousel of Progress. I've never had to wait until for anything except the next door to open uh, to be able to get on that one. And I'm the nostalgia guy. I love that stuff. So that made my number five. Number four, Living with the Land. Very seldom... Uh, does that wait uh, get longer than just a few minutes? Sometimes it does, but not very often. My number three is Muppet Vision 3D. It used to be a, little, a bit more of a wait to get into the show. Not anymore. Uh, last time I was there in September, it was just like, you know, herding cattle into the, the big uh, preview room and then herding them right on into the auditorium. Number two, Spaceship Earth Afternoon. If you go the front gate, wind rope drops. Yeah, that Spaceship Earth line will be very, very long. But afternoon, five minutes. Only only an ever. And my number one, uh, which I've done several times, is the single rider line for Smuggler's Run. And I kind of think that people don't necessarily know where it is because it's you, you go a, a, a separate direction and it's all just strange hallways and stairs and you don't even know where you're going until you get to the top of the stairs and there you are <laughs> all right all right well now see tim I, I gotta say i feel like you're playing a little fast and loose with the rules here I mean, you're giving us time limitations and single rider lines i went with a more straightforward list um and I, I think you know one of the things we see here is a little bit of a theme um, that's related to uh, you know Muppet Vision 3D, which you went with um, Enchanted Tiki Room. I mean, it's a classic. You get to enjoy the show, and it cycles quickly, um, especially after the last revision of the show because they cut the show, made it a little bit shorter, so it cycles faster, less weight. Um, number four. I think this one is an underrated low weight attraction and that's the monsters Inc laugh floor. Um, you may have get held in the pens outside, you know, for one cycle, but the show's not that long. Uh, I've never been held for more than one cycle, <laughs> at least not in a long time. Um, Number three, Carousel of Progress. It would be higher on my list. Um, the only reason Carousel of Progress is here at three is because too often you're not entirely sure whether the dog's head is going to be attached or, you know, <laughs> Uncle Orville is going to be missing a hand. Um, the, the 
upkeep on the attraction has been a little disappointing. Um, but I still love the show. Great air conditioning. It's a great, you know, the length of the show is a little longer, but because there are multiple theaters and it's sort of got overlapping shows, um, you get a nice long experience in the air conditioning uh, mm-hmm. without having to wait quite as long, long to get nap. in. It could be a nap. I, I, I like the show. Not if you're singing um, along. That's true. <laughs> number two, uh, Grand Fiesta Tour. Um, you know, I, I hear mixed reports now on whether they are preventing people from um, carrying their drinks on the attraction. I, last I'd heard that officially, at least, they weren't letting people bring um, drinks on the attraction. And that knocks it down a little bit. Otherwise, it would be number one, because how do you beat an attraction with no weight where you get to just walk on with a margarita? Um but now that they're, yeah, now that now that they're telling you you can't bring your margaritas on, it gets down. You bump down a little bit to number two, but it it's got it's an attraction that you know there's not a whole lot there. But I, I love the the three caballeros um, animatronic that we, they added in, um, and that kind of kicks it up a little bit for me. And number one is an attraction that you know there's there's um and it was close it was between this and, and one other and maybe we'll talk if there's time at the end about the other one but um i went with it's a small world it's a classic um you know fantasy land attraction but it loads quickly the boats are big and as long as you don't have any ride breakdowns that slow things down it doesn't back up now I, I understand there are certain there are exceptions certain times of day when it gets bad, but I think those are the exception. Maybe I'm, I don't I'm think so. every time I walk by there, the, the sea of strollers looks like Nick Cannon's children. Sure, there's a sea of strollers, but it it moves. It's a it's a sea of strollers, but you're not two wheelchairs and a scooter in that ride an hour long. Yeah. Uh, and that I understand. There are times where it can bog down because of those factors. But as long as the line's moving, it, it's a you know it's a nice long attraction. All right, Willie, take us home. What's your top five? So I'm going to start with five Grand Fiesta Tour. Like Aaron was saying, you used to be able to bring your drinks on. Now you can't. But it's still an easy walk on ride, and it's still a good ride. Like you said, the Caballeros are there, and. You know, you just get to see some cliff diving in Acapulco to, you know, all the fun um, ideas in Mexico. So it's a great, great ride for just a quick, easy air-conditioned ride. Number four, single rider at Everest. I'm kind of cheating there a little, but, you know, it's a quick, easy load. If you're not there with friends or family or you just want to ride a second time, it's a quick load. And you can take a lot of fun pictures with someone that's never ridden next to you. So, uh, <laughs> number three, Muppets Vision 3D. Absolutely amazing. Quick, like uh, Tim said, you can literally walk down, wait for the show to end, and walk right on the ride. You get in a nice comfy seat, enjoy the, the movie, and you, you'll be out in 14 to 17 minutes, and it's a great time. Number two, the TTA People Mover. If that line is very long there's been a problem in tomorrowland so literally you're gonna walk right on enjoy the i think it's about nine minute ride and just really see all of tomorrowland has a good um place and you are allowed to bring beverages on there they're just not alcoholic 
Um, and the number one, I still think, is Living with the Land. It's such an easy, fun ride. Once you walk off Soarin', you walk right over to Living with the Land, you get on, and you have a great experience. Um, I, I still think it's one of the most underrated rides at Epcot, and most people don't even know it's there. So, Yeah, Living with the Land was was one of the last things that was cut from my list. Uh, my last couple of experiences with, with living to the land, I, I just felt like the greenhouse has been a little underwhelming compared to in the past. Um, I don't know if it's sort of in transition or, or what, but there just seemed to be less compelling stuff to, to see as we went through there. Um, and I, I will admit, TTA People Mover, if I had cheated and looked at yours before I made my list, it probably would have bumped out um, It's a Small World because I think it's a great choice. I love People Mover. Um, and... They had a bit of a rough time. Um, I think it was last summer where they were having time, a hard time keeping the the attraction running. Um, but they seem to have gotten that taken care of. And now that it's running uh, reliably, you know, we're back to the TTA people move where we all <laughs> we all love. Um, the other attraction that almost made it to the top of my list was Dumbo. Um, and it, it it's one that bears mentioning because it's gone from being you know one of the great sort of time sucks of magic kingdom to being almost no weight um and it's almost a victim of its own success i mean part of the the uh the new fantasy land redo was about reducing the wait time at, at Dumbo because it was a must do for families and, you know, people co- were complaining about the wait. So they went to this double Dumbo and now all of a sudden nobody ever has to wait and people don't even talk about the ride anymore. Well, I also think them moving Dumbo out of main part of Fantasyland really helped because we yeah. used to stand in the sun for 45 minutes to ride for what, 45 seconds. Right. You get a sunburn. Well, yeah. and, then... <laughs> and, and I think that it did I mean, moving it out of the location it was in means you don't you get fewer people who are riding just because it's there correct yep. right you have people riding or people who have you know specifically gone to, to ride it but you know the the fact remains that it's still a classic disney attraction and there's almost no wait ever at dumbo anymore and if there is the kids have a place to play right right sure enough. that's true um, and if you're like me and uh, trying to get your kid to go on a scary ride, you say, oh, it's just like the Dumbo ride. Yeah. Perfect response. I have, sure done that. I have totally done that. One that one was going to make my list was um, Under the Seas with Nemo over at um, Epcot. Yeah. Yep. But it just didn't make the list. No. And I mean, I, I, I had a similar, you know, uh, um, I don't know. I've gone back and forth on on imagination with Figment. Right, because it yes. kind of could go on the list most of the time, but then every so often, forty its minutes. weights like jump up to twenty twenty five minutes, and you know it doesn't belong anymore. So, <laughs> all right, so that's our countdown, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that. We like talking about you know getting to enjoy attractions without having to have a long wait, um, but uh, we're gonna move on from that to uh, another topic here. And um, I don't know, Tim, why don't you kind of introduce our our main segment? Yeah, our main segment, we're going to talk about some really cool experiences around the parks during the holidays. Am I getting this right? Yes. Right. Um, Well, and and not just in the parks. um, Right, not just in the parks. Around Walt Disney World Resort for the holidays. Yes, because um, my top two things that um, 
that are holiday themed are the lobbies of the Grand Floridian and the hobby, the, the lobby of the um, Wilderness Lodge. The huge, most huge Christmas tree you'll see, um, it, it just makes you feel like, well, an elf, right? Um, <laughs> it is just so big. Um, and then you know some all the stuff that goes on in the in the lobby of the Grand Floridian is just it it can be a real time suck itself all by itself. Well, yeah, and I think I you've can. left out my favorite part of the Grand Floridian lobby. I mean, the the big tree is cool, but even cooler is a gingerbread house that you can actually walk inside. I mean, yep. you know, with when you see the smoke coming up out of the chimney, and I, that just blew me away the first time I saw it. And it smells terrific because it smells like gingerbread. Don't they? They have a competition too uh, at some point where cast cast members actually um, compete to oh, oh. create gingerbread houses. I, I think they have had it. I don't know that they they do it, um, you know, show them publicly anymore. But um, yeah. that may I know they out. did it pre COVID. I haven't seen it since COVID. So right. I wish uh, they'd bring it back though, if that's the case, because that right, was right. really pretty cool too. Yeah. How about you, Ellie? What's what's one of your favorite things about uh, holidays around property? Well, I mean, the gingerbread houses are absolutely amazing. The one over the contemporary is very, very cool. It's over by the glass window on the fourth floor. Um, but I also like um, the, the the Halloween, the Christmas parties at both Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Uh, Aaron and I went to one and we got rained out, but I've also <laughs> been to the um, Christmas party and I've had eggnog and um, cookies and it's been absolutely amazing. Santa coming down Main Street is really cool with the snow or as they you know like to call it. Snope. Snope. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, they do a really nice job of decorating the parks with the holidays. Um, and they include all holidays, which I really like, you know, you see the, you know, the part of the Christmas, but then like Aaron and I saw in what was it Hollywood studios, the Hanukkah area. Right. And then yeah. we saw the Kwanzaa and, you know, they went into multiple parks of multiple holidays at that time of year. And it was really nice to just see. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, they do a good job with it. And, and, you know, the fact that they expanded the parties and, and brought the one over to Hollywood Studios, I think that's an interesting experiment. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know. the Have we heard? Because I think they've only had one of those so one. far. One, yeah. Um, and I haven't seen much review of it yet. So um, I'll be kind of watching for that. But, um, you know. But a lot of us I are think, still watching for the Osborne family lights in Hollywood <laughs> Studios. And that's they're not that, that, that ship sailed not long ago. It. Yeah, yeah, not happening. And, and and you know, I'm not upset about the trade-off. I actually saw somebody on social media fussing about, you know, we lost the Osborne lights and all we got for it was Galaxy's Edge. Okay, uh, first of all, all. Second of all, no, all, we got Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land, both Correct. of which yeah, would not have existed if those areas had been preserved for the Osborne lights. So the lights were cool. But let's let's understand that the the lights were there as a filler because there wasn't enough to do in Hollywood Studios, Correct. not the other way around. So you know, I'm not going to complain that 
the lights were replaced with actual attractions. The lights were cool. I loved them. I went to an after hours party to experience the lights with a smaller crowd and it was well worth the extra money I spent. It was fantastic, but it wasn't better than getting to spend an evening at Slinky Dog and Galaxy's Edge and, you know, sure. just was not, not even close. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I like that they brought a party to Hollywood Studios because I think it helps relieve some of the pressure. Like the parties I think were getting maybe a little overwhelming because they were t- selling more tickets because there was so much demand for it. And I think it was beginning to v- devalue the parties a little bit. So I'm hoping that by dispersing the crowds a little bit, they'll bring more value into the experience of the people that are, that are going to the parties. Yeah. Um, and I know that Hollywood studios is bringing back, um, uh, jingle bell, jingle bam as that part of awesome. the, uh, part of that holiday party. They'll use that for the, the holiday fireworks there. So that'll be nice. Um, and I, I really love just the way they handle it in Epcot with, the holidays around the world stuff going on in, in the various countries. It adds another layer of interest to what's happening in, in the countries It it draws the focus to the, the pavilions themselves as opposed to the food booths a little bit, which I like, I mean, festivals are nice, but you know, I, I appreciate that we get a little something more during festival of the holidays in the countries themselves. Right. Show me how you celebrate Christmas and Name a place, Germany, Italy, Morocco, Norway, whatever. Germany, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just to correct us, we have not had a, a, a Jollywood Nights yet. It will be on November 11th. Okay. So I knew it was coming right around the corner. So it's like this weekend. Um, right. And the, it is sold the, out. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it, it looks like it's going to be on the smaller side as compared to the magic kingdom parties, which makes sense because Hollywood studios is a smaller park. Um, so, um, I also think we sometimes forget about the deluxe resorts that are not on the magic kingdom side of things. Um, the Epcot resorts do a really nice job as well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I would call out, uh, uh, I think it's boardwalk in particular that has the, the carousel, the gingerbread carousel. Yeah. Is that, is that boardwalk or beach club? That was yacht club. Oh, or yacht club. I know it was one of the three over on the boardwalk area. Yeah. It's on that boardwalk area. But the, the, the gingerbread carousel was the one that was most impressive to me because I mean, I had already been blown away by the, the gingerbread, physical house that you could walk into, but then to see the carousel that actually moves and is made out of gingerbread. Right. I mean, it was like, took, took it up another notch even higher. Yeah. yeah Here's some more. So what's that? They, they just do an amazing job with all yeah. the gingerbread all around. And I mean, I just can't imagine what they do with it, but I did find out that, it's fed to the bees. Interesting. Oh, okay. So they don't throw it away. It's fed to the bees. And I learned that on a tour, which is really nice to know that we're not getting rid of it. And the bees basically feed off it. And Right. It's not garbage. Pollinate. Right. Yeah. Create That's gingerbread right. honey. Yeah. So. <laughs> so um, 
anybody else have a particularly fun um, holiday experience that they like um, around property somewhere? Hmm. I, I will say, let me add this out of left field a little bit, but um, one holiday change that I really appreciated is, uh, and I, I noticed it, when was it that we were in, maybe it was, it might've been Willie when we were there together. Um, just, I think it was that last winter before the pandemic when we were there for the, the Christmas oh, party. Oh, at the Airmark conference. Yeah. Um, because I noticed that the, the holiday music loop at the Polynesian had finally been updated. Um, I don't know if you remember what it was before, but the holiday music loop at the Polynesian, there were parts of it that were just awful, <laughs> just like disturbingly bad um, and and like uncomfortable, borderline racist music um, just because it was made a bit of a mockery of Polynesian culture and mm. it I made me really uncomfortable and I was Glad to hear that that was gone. So now you get Melikaliki Maka on loop. <laughs> on, on repeat. <laughs> there was a little more than that, but. On blast. One thing I do really like, and I've only done it once, is the Christmas tree stroll over at Disney Springs. It's very oh. um, different. You start usually over the end, over the west side by city side, and there's trees all over the place that you could just like, um, I don't want to say walk through, but there's just areas that are like, they're basically really neat to look at. And they're, they're all different designed Christmas trees. It, it seemed to me almost like a, a corn maze out of Christmas trees. Correct. <laughs> but they do them all like differently, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Unlike corn, you know, where it's all the same. You know, and then there's the area where Santa Claus is and things like that, which is nice. Sure. Um, I think it's worth noting uh, for people who, who were expecting, because this is something that was a recent policy change. Um, I know that a lot of people liked to go and check out the, um, the cabins or the campsites at Fort Wilderness. Because a lot of the folks who were, you know, RV camping there would really kind of pull out all the stops and decorate their RVs and, and campsites. Um, and they still do that. But um, I think that the, the non resort guests who were touring was getting overwhelming. Um, and so they've, they're limiting access to the, the campgrounds um, to people who, who have a reservation there, um, which is only fair and reasonable really. Sure. Um, Once again, that's why we can't have nice things. Right. Right. But if you are staying at the cabins during Halloween or Christmas, you need to travel around the park. It is out of this world. These people bring Christmas decorations that are out of this world. Like I, I've seen the Halloween and the Christmas and it's over the top, like Griswold Christmas. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. I don't know where they store it all in their trailers when they're coming down because there's so much stuff. Right. Well, and you know, they've got to be running extra generators or something. Oh, definitely. Right? Unless it's a Clark Griswold, you know, multi-plug. Right. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. 
you know. Rusty. Next, <laughs> the next time all the power goes down at, uh, you know, on the, <laughs> the next time all the power goes down on the west side of Magic Kingdom, we'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> down goes Hoopty Doo again. <laughs> oh, um, and I, I think that that some of the you know best things about the holidays at Walt Disney World are the unplanned, unscheduled, you know, not don't take an admission ticket. Just the atmosphere around the resort, the um, you know, as you visit visit the different resorts and you find the the fun things that they're doing with decor, um, the you know the soundtracks are all different. The the um, oh, there's one we didn't mention. Um, the the little tweaks they do to uh, to some of the attractions throughout the the time period. Right. So Jingle Cruise, for example, is one of the better right. ones where. It started out a little rough, I think, the first season, but I think they've refined it, and um, I think it's a much better experience now, and, and they have a lot of fun. The, the skippers get to change things up a bit, and, you know, you, you hey, get a, a, another, you know, another round of, of a fresh round of, of old jokes, right? We don't get the Country Bear uh, Christmas anymore, do we? No. That was no, terrible. And even though Country Bears is supposed to be getting some kind of a, a refresh at the moment, I don't think we're getting more, you know, show variety, um, which is which is kind of a, a I don't understand why they get abandoned that. I mean, it, it can't have cost them that much extra. If you like that kind of um, I mean it, humor. Right. If you're gonna make it worth visiting, you know to you know change it up but i guess supposedly we're the this reimagination of country bears that's coming is is supposed to give us you know all new music so all, all new country style country right. bear music right. which will be good yeah i mean you know ones that aren't quite so much into making child abuse sound funny yeah <laughs> 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 Is there any other rides that are done over? Because Jingle Cruise is the only one I can think of. Disneyland has the um... right. Disneyland has several others, but right. Um, can't think anything of anything else. I really can't think of anything else. No, because they don't do anything. I mean, they put, they the put little like um, you know hidden Mickey's here and there, like in certain rides. When you're like living with the land, you'll see Christmas trees sure. and things like that but it's not a full-on blown uh, christmas right. ride or holiday ride right. overlay or anything can right. you imagine how the animals would respond if you tried to do that on kilimanjaro safaris yeah <laughs> well they might want them <laughs> yeah can i eat that yeah <laughs> uh um now the one thing i will mention um you know, for people who want to experience the holidays at Walt Disney World, I think all of us would agree that the best way to do it is to do it in the off time, kind of in between holidays, right? Yeah. Because we're going to approach this time here where like between now, which is beginning of November and, and Thanksgiving, the crowd levels are going to be a little bit lower. You're going to be able to appreciate the the decorations and all of that a little more because you're not going to mm -hmm. be having to fight through crowds to do it. We're going to see crowd levels spike up for Thanksgiving and, you know, kind of the week following. 
Um, but then they'll dip back down at the very end of uh, November and into the first full week and maybe first week and a half, two weeks of December. Um, and then you'll see the crowd levels spike back up through the end of December. So there are those two lull periods before and after Thanksgiving that are probably the best times to get to go and experience all of this. And if you're the type that likes to, you know, swim in the cesspool of people in Manhattan, then, uh, definitely go, you know, for new year's Eve at Disney World. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or Magic Kingdom. Both of them are going to be extremely ah. full. Yeah. Yeah. You, you won't move. see anything but the backside of people's heads, mm -hmm. um, iPads, and kids on shoulders. So now, now the fireworks happen nice, high, nice and high up in the sky. Uh, you get to see the show. It's a heck of a show. It uh, is a heck of a show, and and that's true in Magic Kingdom and in Epcot. Um, they do a really nice job with those fireworks shows, and they usually do them um, for at least two days. So they'll they'll do them for at least. New Year's Eve, usually at least New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and sometimes there's a third day, depending on kind of how things fall. Given I that New Year's Day and Monday, what? Yeah, because I think they'll do it a Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, because yeah. of the way the holiday falls this year. Right, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Um, and this year, you know, I think we're going to see some of the largest New Year's crowds really we've seen in a very long time because of the way that Marathon Weekend backs right up to New Year's just because of the way the calendar is constructed. Mm -hmm. Right, because there's a lot of schools that are off January 1 through January 5 because New Year's is on a Monday. Right, and they wait till the next full week. At Christmas, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Be thanks. ready for New Year's Eve crowds like Tim was saying in um, New York City. <laughs> Yep. So um, essentially from December 18th through January 7th, be ready for crowds. Yeah. Now that said, there is um, one bright spot in all of that, which is that during that period, I believe it starts not quite on the 18th. I think December 21st is when they said that, that um, the Christmas parade would start being part of the regular attractions of magic kingdom so you don't have to pay extra and go to the party um, they basically add some of the party attractions into the regular park entertainment cycle um you know it's because the parks are so crowded and they want to make sure people get value for the park ticket they paid for um so you might not get as many rides or you might wait longer in rides but you you also might get an opportunity to see you know some of of the entertainment that you wouldn't see outside of the parties otherwise. Um, uh, you usually, won't see the fireworks. Right. You won't see the fireworks, but the, but the, the parade and some of that entertainment uh, will run like December 21st through 26th or something like that. Which um, is a nice bonus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so to wrap up our, our quick little holiday review here, um, just let's do a quick round robin of um have you you know when was the last time you were at walt disney world for a holiday period like that and what did you like best about it and i know tim it's been a while so you're you're think, trying to think but uh I'm really trying, well, to nothing happens no um i honestly think it was in january 2020 just before covid oh, hit. okay 
because we were there, um, you know, right after New Year's and then went on a cruise. Uh, right oh, after okay. that. So, so what was your favorite part of it? Something that nobody mentioned, and that's the lights on Cinderella Castle. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I, that That's just the best. It just I love those like icicle lights mm-hmm. and the way they reflect in the... Shining like there. diamonds. Oh, just stunning. Yeah. Absolutely my favorite. How about you, Willie? I think I was there um, November 2021, 20, and we did the Christmas party. Right. And my kids, we really enjoyed like the Christmas lights and the um, just the, the full-on um, fireworks show that it's, it's a different show, and that's always yeah. nice to see. Right. And I think it was like one of those things where I was like, wow, they really did do a different show for once. Yeah. Yeah. The And, and to their credit, um, you know, I noticed it for the Halloween show that's, you know, this is the new Halloween show that we saw a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was blown away. It was a fantastic show. They did a really nice job with it. Yeah. Well, they and do I, that. I was prepared to be cranky because Hollow Wishes was always my favorite show, but mm-hmm. the, the new one was, was plenty good. Um, all right. Well, we'd love to hear about the things that you enjoy about the holidays at Walt Disney World. Um, sure we reach out. You can reach out to us individually. Uh, you can get Tim at, by emailing tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And you can get in touch with Willie at Willie, W I L L I E, at wickedmousetravel.com. Or you can email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at mousemastertravel.com. And uh, we've had a a great time talking about the holidays at Walt Disney World and uh, talking about attractions that are reliably ones that don't have a long wait. We'd love to hear your thoughts on those as well. What attractions did we miss that are commonly ones with, with short waits? Tell us all about it. Um, we look forward to hearing it and, uh, Hey, a reminder, this is a new version of the show, which means it's an all new podcast feed. That means that your reviews and your ratings make even more difference than they've ever made before. Um, if we want people to be able to find the show, your ratings and reviews make all the difference. Um, so if you could please, uh, rate and review the show on, um, Apple podcasts or wherever else you find the show. We would very much appreciate it. Um, Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And Tim Hicks. Bah humbug. We'll see you real soon.